Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, podcast fam. Today it is Wednesday, January the 1st, 2020. Can you believe it? I feel like every year, every single person on earth says the exact same thing or something like, I can't believe it. Or where did the time go? (laughs) Or those types of things. But as I get older, I mean, I'm only 38 years old. So I'm like entering the prime years of my life. (laughs) I feel the urge is even stronger to say, can you believe it? (laughs) I can't because I can't believe it. Oh my gosh. Welcome to 2020, everyone. I'm so happy to be starting the year with you. Um, I did this thing on Instagram yesterday where I wrote out some reflections of 2019 and under the what are you most proud of part, I wrote this podcast, Elisa Unfiltered. Uh, I really love this podcast and I really love all of you for coming back here and listening every two weeks. Um, it just, I'm so grateful for that. So thank you so much for, for being part of this, uh, being part of this with me. Anyway, speaking of every two weeks, should I go back to weekly episodes over the winter again? (laughs) DM me, leave a comment, email me, call me, come to my house, knock on my door. (laughs) My door is always open. Um, anyway, so we're here, it is 2020, we're in the 20s. When I think of the 20s, I've always thought of the 1920s. Uh, not like I was alive during that time, but it's a it's a new decade and it's a new century of the 20s. And I think that's super cool. So today being the first day of the year, which just so happens to fall on a Wednesday this year, I have a very special episode for you. And it's special because it's just me on the mic and I want to share some of my thoughts and I guess you could say my fears and I guess you could say my plans for next year. Wait, I mean this year. (laughs) My plans for 2020. Because recently I've had a lot of time to think. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen that just before the Christmas holidays, I just before the Christmas holidays started, I went through a breakup. Uh, and by breakup, I mean, I was, I was dumped and it was incredibly heartbreaking for me, incredibly confusing and really rocked my world. Now I'm not ready to talk about that in full. However, I'm going to touch on it a little bit today because the response I had on my IG post and the DMs and the response I had from you was so incredibly overwhelming with support. And I know there's a lot of others out there that are also struggling with heartbreak. So I want to address that. I think it's important to talk about it even when we don't want to because, you know, we're not alone out there, even though it might feel that way right now. I also want to talk about New Year's resolutions and why I'm not making one this year and honestly why I haven't made one for the past three years 
Uh, I want to talk about it because I don't believe in the new year, new you model of setting goals. Like what? <laughs> so I want to talk about that. However, I am setting new standards for my life in 2020 and creating new boundaries. Um, okay, so I'm really uh, starting to understand how bound the boundaries that I've created over the past three years have shaped my life. And I want to continue to build on that. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you as well all year long, not just today, but all year long, because let's face it, boundaries are freaking in. They are, let's create some healthy, amazing boundaries in 2020 uh, to help shape us and grow us and create the life that we want. Okay. Okay. And finally, I've been thinking, 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 drinking watching Netflix, <laughs> celebrating, uh, mourning, and being alone with myself a lot over the Christmas holidays. Even last night, I was one of those uh, in bed at 9 p.m. people, but I slept nine hours and I and today I feel fresh to death. So there's always a bonus to that. Anyways, I've decided that this year, and this is the surprise, it's the spoiler alert. I'm blurting it out right now. I'm going to begin writing a book. That's right. I've been encouraged by many over the years. So all of you that are out there that have been asking when my book comes out, well, the answer is that I have no clue, but I've decided that I, I'm going to do it. And I have the structure and the layout planned and it's it's going to be friggin' awesome. So I want to talk about that a little bit at the end and fill you all in. So yeah, this is a special little podcast, sort of an update on my life in real time. So let's get into it. Okay, because I know many people out there want a little update on my breakup. <laughs> it is, yeah, so here we go. Here we go. I was dumped. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and the past couple of weeks have been a real roller coaster of emotion, to say the least. And I say this with so much compassion because I know that there are thousands of you listening right now that know exactly what heartache feels like. And I believe that that's why so many have sympathized with the pain I'm experiencing right now. Because when you love someone, and in my case, they aren't in the same place as you in life and decide to leave to pursue their own shit, it is this crazy bittersweet symphony. <laughs> it, it also friggin' sucks. It's the worst. Uh, and... This all came at a time where I felt like I was at the height of an upswing in life. So everything, according to me, was awesome. I was, I, I felt super happy and I felt super balanced. Now, I say according to me because obviously both parties weren't feeling the same way. And at this point, I might have some hindsight there. Like there, I might have seen this coming and I feel like I should have, um... And there's like some blame, there's a blame game or a shame game that I'm playing with myself right now over that. Uh, but it is all too soon and I, I really can't make sense of it all. So I, I need some more time to figure that out. And this is my, my gift to myself this year is to hold space for myself, give myself more time, more compassion towards my feelings. This is practicing self-care. Um, and I think that my self-care practice sort of falls away when shit gets tough because 
I've been taught to bury my feelings and hide them and pretend that everything's okay. Um, so I have been giving myself some time to sort that out. Anyways, I think it's really important to say that yes, I am okay. I'm doing okay. I'm at the point in the aftermath where I'm able to actually sit in silence and and I've adopted um, my meditation practice again. I'm able to meditate. And this for me is a beautiful place to be in. This is a place to be celebrated because the victim in me, the younger version of me living deep inside that I, where I've shoved all my wounds from my childhood and adulthood was like, see, you aren't worthy of love and no one will ever love you. And, and Frig, that was, that was brutal. And it's still coming up like that voice, those things, they, they're still coming into my mind every day. However, they're beginning to hold less power over me. And this is important to share because doing the work and holding space to feel the feelings is super healing. Holding space with awareness, holding space with awareness. That's the key. Being aware that this too shall pass. So the first two weeks though, there was no way I could find one minute of peace from my brain. I was like a complete disaster person. And every time I even attempted to turn off my brain, I got filled with emotion. I was triggered. It was like triggering. I, it's like I wanted to hold on to that suffering a little bit. And if I like tried to shut it off, it would, it would just flood back in. Um, you should have heard the things that were going through my mind. It was like unbelievable. I, I cried and cried a million tears and the physical reaction even was super intense. I, I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Uh, I felt sick to my stomach. Have you guys ever been there? My brain was so confused and so sad that it was like firing off the weirdest signals. And when I got my appetite back, like literally the only thing I could eat was pizza. <laughs> oh my God. I, okay. I'm 99% confident that I've eaten more pizza in the last two weeks than in the entire year. And I'm not kidding. Like pizza and pierogies. <laughs> the break of food for champions. <laughs> Anyways, my, I, like maybe I was eating my emotions, but that's okay. And I think it's important to feel the emotion. Um, I mean, I wrote in my IG post that Mark Groves, a friend, gave me a piece of advice. And it was like one of the most impactful pieces of advice I got, um, he said, and I'm, I'm not quoting this anymore because I actually forget his exact, exact words, but he said something like surrender to it. And at first I had no idea what that meant. And I think I, I didn't know because even after all the things I'd been through and even after all the work I'd done in the past and heartbreak I'd overcome, I never actually overcame it in a healthy way or maybe I should say the healthiest way, I would just like bury it and try to convince myself that I'll find someone else or that there was someone better out there for me and like fill the void with like this fake future. Um, and of course, at the time, I was just doing my best. So I'm not blaming the younger versions of me here. However, just getting that piece of advice, surrender to it, brought me into the present moment it brought my awareness practice back into my body. I forgot. 
I was so enthralled in the past and, and, you know, the future goals that I had with Michael and like, or the goals I had of my relationship. I shouldn't say goals. I should say the projection of my future. So I realized that to surrender was to feel the pain. Don't fight it. Don't bury it. Feel it. That feelings were meant to be felt and that they can be brutal, but also necessary to heal. Uh, I let, I let my feelings go through me. Interesting, isn't it? I was fighting, like I was fighting the sadness so hard. And to be honest, I'm not a master at this whatsoever. (laughs) I like, I still catch myself fighting it, but this heartbreak has sort of changed me and I'm learning a lot of new things about myself and uh, I'm changing the way I feel (laughs) and the way I'm feeling my feelings. So what is now happening in the place I'm at today is that I'm letting go in a different way. I'm respecting my emotions and I'm showing compassion for myself. And every now and then I'm able to quiet my mind. So this is like beautiful progress in my books. I also recognize that, you know, change isn't happening overnight and I'm holding some loving space for myself because let's face it, we get shit thrown at us all the time. We experience loss and suffering and defeat and feel small many times over and over again in our lives. This is nothing new. This is part of life. This doesn't mean I agree with what happened. I don't have to agree with it. But in accepting what is, in surrendering, I am freeing myself. I'm becoming free. So that's all that I want to share with you guys uh, about that for now. I'm okay. I'm healing. Uh, I'm changing the dialogue from, quote unquote, I'm getting over it to, quote unquote, I am healing. And like, there's likely more to come um, with this. This is just the beginning and time is on my side and I want to sort things out because this experience is a big, big learning for me. Oh, uh, and I also want to say a little something to all the brave and beautiful souls out there who have reached out to me and have shared their stories of heartbreak because there were a lot of them. I, I want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing. It's oftentimes impossible to find the right words during a time of mourning or loss of any kind and heartbreak or sadness. But somehow there's a small sense of comfort to know that we're all the same and we're all in this together and that the human experience is shared around the world in the exact same way. So thank you to everyone who vulnerably, vulnerably, that's okay, vulnerably shared their heart ache with me. So the awareness and the ability to share and open your heart is the first step in healing. That's, I, I truly believe in that. So life isn't happening to us. It's happening for us. And this concept is fucking hard to understand when we're in the fuzz when we're in the fog and the shit of our conditioning. But soon, with awareness of your thoughts, you can shift and see that the, that the grass is still green. 
Okay, it just looks like shit for a second there, but the grass is still green. Oh, and one more thing in talking about this, um, there's this book <laughs> for anyone out there that um, is interested. There's this book that has really helped me over the last couple of weeks. I've read it many times already. Um, so I want to share my very first book recommendation of 2020. So this book is so, so good. It's called The Mastery of Self. And it's by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. Okay, it's a quick read. Um, and actually, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. is the son of Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote the book, The Four Agreements. Now, I do recommend if you haven't read The Four Agreements to read that first, because it will help you to understand the mastery of self on a completely different level. But if you don't have or you're, if you're not going to read the four agreements, that's okay. It, it, it just, they really go hand in hand. So my first book recommendation of 2020 is The Mastery of Self by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. It's, it's a book about finding personal freedom and it gives you the tools to, what does he say? He says, quote unquote, break the chains of suffering. It's, it's so, so good. On that note, let's move on because yes, it's the first day of 2020 and I feel like thousands of you listening right now are on day one of your 2020 New Year's resolution. Uh, some people start on the second actually to like trick their brains or like start in the first week of January. Uh, and I'm not here to burst anyone's bubble when it comes to New Year's resolutions, but I wanna share my thoughts on them. <laughs> okay, so a few years ago, I recognized that I was a big resolution maker. I, I think I've always had one from the beginning of my life or whatever. I, I, I'm, I, I'm a big goal setter as well. Now, I wanna say a small disclaimer here because I'm not anti-goal setting. I think they're important, goals are important. They help with feelings of accomplishments and with structure in my life and a lot of things. Goals are great. It's how we have adopted this military style of, of conduct to achieve our goals. That's when they become a tool, in my opinion, to inflict like suffering of, of any of all the forms. So setting out to reach goals without awareness, without being mindful of the present moment will ultimately, in my opinion, lead to suffering. So let me explain. Throughout my life, I would make goals all the time. Like I was a professional athlete. So goals were ingrained in me at such a young age that they were like basically part of my DNA. Goals were the framework around how I lived my life and they would depict whether I was on track or not, right? So I honestly would reflect back to my goals to see um, if I was successful or, or you know, doing things right. And in my early 30s, for the first time ever, I started to recognize that I would put myself through absolute hell sometimes to reach my goals. I would starve myself. I would beat myself up in workouts. Um, I wouldn't allow for fun. I became super strict with my choices uh, to be successful and to I would overwork myself. Uh, all to reach a goal that would literally give me like one day of pleasure. So maybe, maybe two days, you know, but I'd be proud of myself and feel accomplished for like 30 seconds. And then I would start to plan out my next goals, 
which sometimes took like six months to a year to achieve. Okay. So I would be, I it, like this became, you know, six months to a year of silent torture to give me one day of pleasure or feel accomplished for, I don't know, let's just say a week. Interesting trade-off there. I started to pay attention to this and I recognized that this system that many, many, many people live by, whether they're aware of it or not, is part of the domestication of our society today, period. And I stand by that 100% of the time. We walk into a gym and the personal trainer says, what are your goals? We want to lose weight. What are your weight goals? We want to make money. What's your dream job and how are you going to get there? There's nothing wrong with this and I fully understand that many of you listening will not be able to maybe see my point here. Like the super goal setting people, like remember, I was a super goal setter person and I still am, but I'm going to try and make, you know, try not to rough the, like fluff the feathers, rough the feathers too, too much here, stir the pot. Um, Cause I think this is important. So during my early thirties, like I said, I started to question myself, but more specifically, I started to question the reasons I do things and the way that I do them. And what I realized is that I just do things the way I learned them. Okay. I talk about this a lot. So even if those things make me feel like shit, this was an automatic response. I would, I was automated. I became automated to the way that I always do things. So when I was questioning this, I realized that I have this power to change the way I do things. You know, I can change things. Oh, (laughs) I don't have to make goals and kill myself trying to reach them in order to be fulfilled and happy. Like that's an actual option. (laughs) Interesting. And I, I like, I believe that creating New Year's resolutions, well, it's not so much the actual resolution part, but you know, that, that whole, the new year, new you mentality is a concept that sets you up for failure. It's sort of like a box that tells the world that they can change their lives in one day, that we as human beings can wake up one morning and be completely different. Like we can act different, eat different, and all of a sudden be a new version of ourselves that somehow we can unlearn all the things we've believed about ourselves in one day because it's now a new year. I just, like, that is insanity to me. Even me today, like, I woke up this morning, even after all the mindfulness practice and awareness practice and changing the story a little bit, I woke up feeling a little bit more fresh and a little bit, I don't know, more clean or something like the stink of the end of 2019 there has sort of been wiped away because that mentality is so deeply ingrained in me. I mean, this was a positive feeling, so I want to embrace it into my life. Take a deep breath of this fresh 2020 air (laughs) because it serves me. Okay. And I, I'm aware that it is serving me. So What the new year, new you concept has ingrained in us is that happiness has to be earned. And by earning it, we need to suffer somehow and be something that we're fundamentally not. Now, again, goals are great tools. However, my level of attachment to them is what I began to, I don't know, like dissolve my attachment to them. I started to, you know, let it, let it go. They didn't have that grip. It's the 
because it's the how that is the secret sauce to life. How are we going to do this? So where I've now shifted my attention is to my relationship to goals. For me, growing up, I didn't know how to disconnect from that goals mindset, even when I knew it didn't serve me. So now I'm paying more attention to it. Why? Because the way I feel matters. I matter and my behavior matters. Falling into the new year, new you mentality for me is the same as saying, I'm going to avoid who I truly am by pretending that I'm someone that I'm not for a few weeks and then I'm going to shame myself for it later when it fails. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about this whole thing. Um, and that's what I did. I did that over and over again in my life. Uh, so one year, I decided not to make a New Year's resolution. And it was interesting because that first year, this was like three years ago, I think, three or four years ago, I had a lot of guilt. So the program in me was so strong that I actually felt a sense of loss that I was making a mistake by not following this ritual. And in that, I realized that I was identified to it. I was identified to my goals. Goals had become who I believed myself to be. And if I wasn't setting goals, who was I? And if I didn't do this every year, who was I? And how the hell can I achieve anything without this part of me? So this realization was big. It was huge. And so I began detaching myself from this because my conditioning was no longer serving me. I was unhappy. I was doing the same thing over and over and like not getting anywhere new. Again, I was like automated. This is an automation. People think this is the definition of insanity doing it over and over. I think it's just being in the program. It's automated. So not to mention that the new year, new you mentality is a commercialized concept that was put into motion for you to buy things, to pay for programs, to invest in yourself. We've all, we've all heard that one. <laughs> invest in yourself by spending all your money uh, because you're worth it. So you deserve to be happy. So buy my product and make 2020 the best year yet. It's a line. It's a famous line and we all fall for it every year, every year. I fall for it too. I'm like, what the heck? So let's fast forward to June. June 2020 is today. Who on earth is having their best year yet because of their New Year's resolution or who even remembers the shit they bought at that time of year that was guaranteed the best thing ever? You know, who set themselves up for an amazing June right now? Like maybe maybe there are people out there that have done this in a mindful way with like a, a, a level of awareness that they're continuing to um, work on their lives and aren't using one day or the new year as an excuse to change their behavior. They're like mindfully working on it. So maybe there are a few of you out there uh, that are doing this. This is a practice that I'm trying to do as well. Because like, I, I bet in June, you'll remember all the things you gave up, okay? Or the things that broke your soul a little bit or the gym program that you no longer do. Uh, maybe you actually did do the entire program and now you're back to your regular scheduled program or you know and guess what now it's summer and now you're trying to make new goals your summer goals okay anyhow I'm sort of ranting here 
I can get a little bit fired up with this stuff. <laughs> but ultimately, what I encourage myself to do around this time of year, and I encourage you to do the same, or to at least maybe see that there's a different way, is to do things that feel good. I'm encouraging everyone to set goals. If you're a goal setter or a resolution setter, to set them with a certain level of awareness. Those of us that are super goal setters, be mindful that no matter what we accomplish, we will never be satisfied for long and we will soon start to raise the bar and we'll keep raising it, okay, until we explode. <laughs> and during that process, our level of self-worth will suffer. Um, when, we, when we're thinking of the New Year's resolution, maybe be mindful of whether you're setting yourself up in a trap it might not exactly feel like a trap at first, and this is where your awareness practice comes in. So are your goals an opportunity for the judge in you to use negative language to guilt you, to pressure you, or use any other form of negative talk, language, emotion to push you into motivation? Pay attention to that. I challenge you to bring your attention to this. And why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you this because it's incredibly liberating to break the cycle of what you've always done. So consciously making different choices can be really scary. It leaves it like it, you, you start to leave your comfort zone and that can be quite scary. And even in the little things, it's uncomfortable. I get it. So try this. This is, this is a neat little thing that can help to bring some attention to how automated you are. I'm using that word a lot in this podcast. I really like it actually. Um, or what, what is the cycle? How uncomfortable is it for you to break your own cycle? So the next time you brush your teeth in the morning, if you usually brush with your right hand, try brushing with your left or vice versa. It's weird. It feels weird, but your teeth, they're still getting clean. And what this sort of brings into your life is that you have a choice to do things different, okay? Um, or when you're driving to work, this is another example. This is a cool example that Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. actually mentions in his book is to like take a different route to work, drive a different way than what you've always, always done and like just change it up a little bit. When I eliminated the New Year's resolution from my life, it felt weird. I felt guilty. Like I said, and I like I felt I felt like I was letting myself down, but then I was able to shift out of that mindset because the goal was causing me stress. It was causing me stress. The expectation I put on myself was basically a representation of my fear in life. I felt this obligation, and I just wanted to break free from that January first cycle. So, so now this is my story. This is all what I'm learning through my lens and my experience. It doesn't mean that it's right for everyone. I think that there can be a lot of good from, you know, the start of a new year. I'm not anti new years here. I'm not anti goal setting. Like I said, I'm just, I'm detaching from the expectation that it's the only time of year that we can make change. And I'm encouraging all of you out there to pay attention to what works best for you, what is serving you, and how you can learn about yourself and show up for yourself this entire year. It's like keep checking in. 
Are you setting goals to punish yourself or a past version of yourself? Are you uh, aware of how you behave and treat yourself while working to achieve these goals? Is there a sense of compassion and love, unconditional love that is associated to your goals? Okay, pay attention. And if anyone out there wants some help in becoming more aware in your life and increasing your awareness practice, last year I created this five-day awareness challenge. I wasn't going to say this in the podcast, but I'm doing it uh, because it's still available if anyone wants to go and do it. It's also free. It's a great little challenge that um, goes quite deep into your conditioning and will help you to, I don't know, wake up in your life. Uh, In other words, get out of the automation. (laughs) the automatic, the automatic behavior that we just do. So if you want to join, you just need to go to alisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge to sign up and you'll get five days of emails with tips and tricks on how to better your practice. Um, there's also a Facebook group you can join. Um, it's, you can also do this at any point. So just, uh, it's at Alisa unfiltered forward slash free challenge. Do it. Hundreds of people have done it. It's, it had some really great feedback. We did it live last year, starting J1, January 1st of 2019. So, but it's still up there. Um, and for all of you that are starting fresh this 2020 with resolutions, be mindful, be kind to yourself, hold space, hold compassion when life gets in the way, when things get busy because it's all good. Okay. It's all good. You don't need to punish yourself. You don't need to punish yourself. (laughs) Okay. Now I want to talk about the final topic on my list of things to talk about on this podcast. I want to discuss my book. (laughs) So this is an idea that I've been toying with for a long time, but I just didn't really want to dedicate the time to writing it. I think like I love writing it and I, I I love, love, love writing my blog on Instagram. And I think it's now time to put my skills towards becoming an author of a real live book. Uh, my cousin is an editor for Random House and we met last week and I got super inspired. This book is going to be in the self-help self-development category it's going to be a short read you know about 288 pages my cousin was like it has to be 288 pages and I was like okay and it's gonna be filled with like truth bombs and secrets and my personal growth hacks for anyone who feels alone stuck or unseen in life being unseen ooh, it's a tough one and listen I know exactly what it feels like to be unseen and to feel unloved I'm like in the thick of it right now. I'm in the thick of it. My whole life, I've been searching for someone to quote unquote, choose me. And I want to be chosen. Um, I feel like my self worth is in the being chosen. I put a lot of it in the being chosen. And what I've realized, which is a fucking hard pill to swallow is that I must be the one to choose myself. Even when the going gets tough, I must always choose myself. Uh, And this is how I will live my life fulfilled, choosing myself. Oh, man. (laughs) That being said, that's going to be a chapter in the book. (laughs) Okay? So to wrap all of this up, 
Thank you all for being part of my podcast family and for holding space for me to share my ups and downs. It's very liberating. It's very liberating. And I know many people will likely disagree with my perspective, which is all good. So shoot me a a DM on Instagram or comment on my website, elisaunfiltered.com. I value everyone's opinion. We are all in this together. And with that, happy New Year's, everyone. I wish you all a bright and happy 2020 filled with growth, aha moments, and of course, love and compassion. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find me on Spotify and at elisaunfiltered.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best everyone. Until next time.